Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. But this is the freezing cold voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time now for the food show. Every afternoon we sit down and we talk about nothing but food for a whole two hours every weekday. And it's great to be here doing it again as we have done for 30 years now and uh, just continue having lots of fun uh, digging into all of the things that you can eat around town, all of the, all of the drinks you can drink. It's a great time of year. Every, the, everybody in the city is celebrating right now for obvious reasons. And, uh, but even before the Saints won their most recent game, you, uh, you felt something. I mean, it was like the, the way it manifested itself was that the traffic was out of control. And uh, it uh, ju- just told you something, that th- there's something going on, and we're all happy to be here, and I know I am. And I hope you are, and uh, I'm inviting you to join us for our, our little broadcast rooney that we do here every day. Here's the concept. It is uh, not something you will ever have run into before if you have uh, lived in other cities or just even passed through them. And you said, gee whiz, I wonder if there's a, a radio station in this place that has... Uh, Something like what Tom does over there in New Orleans where they talk about restaurants and cooking and dining out and what's the food of the region and all of that kind of thing. And the answer to that question is, are there such radio stations anywhere else? The answer is no, except maybe a sparse one here or there on a Saturday once a week, you know, for, or maybe, you know, like a two-minute bit every day. But uh, two, three hours a, a, a day Every day, seven days a week, that's, uh, that's unheard of anywhere else in the broadcast business. And I'm pleased to be able to say that I'm the host of this thing. And we have a lot of people who also have invested in it, not any money, of course, but just in their time and, and in their spirit. And we love hearing from you if you have ever in your life, I mean, ever in your life, if you've had a great program, uh, or for that matter, I wanted to, I didn't mean to say program. If you've ever had a good meal in your life and you still remember it, you know, there, it may well still be around. And then somebody will think, you know, I've never heard of that place. And, and then the next thing you know, this uh, favorite restaurant of yours for the last 20 years uh, is uh, getting a lot of new customers. That's not the main reason we are here. Uh, that we're, That's one of them. We're here to enjoy ourselves, and that's it. That's, that's the whole crux of, and if you, if, by the way, if you need some crux, we have some of those in the next uh, door over. Our number is 2606368. Anything on your mind at all about eating, about restaurants, cooking, wine, the whole range of all of it. We always are very much uh, flattered when you call up and you tell us about where you have been eating lately. We never get enough of it. The number here, again, is 260-6368, 260-6368. Here's one of the oddities of our program. 
whenever whenever I get in here, I feel like just you know, f- for the sake of uh, con- continuity or or something, I feel like I have to give you some sort of topic to latch your your choppers on. And uh, we could get, you know, like start putting together a list of the 10 best restaurants to eat uh, turtle soup or you know, whatever it is. And uh, I come in here with something like that thought through for a minute and sounds like, a, you know, a good topic to me. But the, the fact is that almost nobody ever calls us about whatever it is that I offer as a, as a topic, uh, which doesn't bother me at all because our basic rule here is whatever you want to talk about – if it has anything at all to do with eating, drinking, restaurants, you know, the, you know, cooking at home, uh, that's always open. And you, we will stop what we were talking about, and we will take what you have to say. Uh, no problem. Uh, we'll demonstrate this by showing you that Billy has been on the green phone for the last uh, couple of minutes. Uh, Billy, welcome to the food show. Hey, Tom. Hi there. Uh, two quick questions. All right. You can make I them slow like, questions I if you're in a hurry. All right. No. <laughs> no. Okay. I like Bozo used to make. Yeah. And any good news on Ubik's Pie? Uh, nothing on Ubik's Pies. Uh, the, only, the closest thing to news about that is that the uh, bakery over on Jefferson Highway, not far from Central Avenue, uh, oh, darn it. What's the, this is one of those things I have a, a, a mental block to hey, remember. Bakery. Who? Haydell's Bakery. No. Oh, Haydell's. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have they have those pies. They call them hand pies because they're really bigger than, quite a bit bigger than what a Hubik's pie was. And they're also about two or three times as expensive, too. But they do make them yes, in-house. They and they, they're not good at all. I don't, I you don't, don't like think them. so? No? Okay. No, sir. <clears throat> well, that's about the only thing out there that I've seen. And, uh, you know, even the, 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 there was one other thing that was close to it, but Bud's Broiler used to have those fried pies. You know, they had some odd flavors, too, like peach and, you know, things like that. And uh, I haven't uh-huh. seen those over there in a long time. I don't know if uh, the, the, whoever was making, a, making them for Bud's uh, lost track of it or something like that. But uh, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, but uh, there is an ongoing trickle of information from the two uh, families and and there's there's a family and I don't know enough details to even be talking about this really but there's one side of the family and then there's another side of the family and one of them has some management types who are pushing it along in this direction and the other ones has has the opposite of it and uh, nothing seems to come out of it. <clears throat> Every now and then I run into some of these people and I ask them, look, everybody talks about this all the time. Please, what are you going to do? Never come up with an answer. So, now what was the other thing? You, you said something about bozos. What are you looking for there? Hot sausage like Chris used to make. Like, wait, what was it again? Hot sausage. Fried sausage? Is that what you said? No. Hot sausage. H O T. H O T. Yeah. Well, you were. you uh, This wasn't your fault, but we you, we had some uh, some uh, funny stuff on the on the line here. Uh, hot sausage. At I don't remember ever having hot sausage over there, and I went there a million times. I think the best. You never had a hot sausage sandwich from Bozos. Never. Oh, I'd man, re- I'd remember it. 
I'd remember it, too, because that's something like red beans and rice with hot sausage. That's the ultimate combination, in my opinion. He made them like, ham- <clears throat> he made them like hamburger patties. Oh, they wait were a minute. Now, now, yeah, it's coming back to me. That's right. I have had that. I take it back. And that's exactly what people would, would do. They would make a half and half. One patty was uh, the hot sausage. The other one was a regular hamburger. And they mix them together, and, and away you go. But uh, have you tried going over to Mr. Ed's? Cause, no. Because he picked up just about everything that used to be on the menu over there. Oh. If you go to where Bozo's <laughs> used to be, that that okay. same location, it's Mr. Ed's Oyster Bar and Fish Grill. And he now has, right. he has five or six locations around town. He's really been aggressive about it. Bozo sold the restaurant to him because uh, Mr. Ed, Ed McIntyre is his name, he uh, used to be a regular customer at Bozo's to the point of having started that when he was a little boy. (laughs) So uh, Chris felt good about giving the restaurant to him, and he's done, I think, a very good job. And I'll bet you they have that hot sausage over there. All right. Thank you. All right. See you. Thank you for calling. See you. It's the food show. Two six zero six three six eight. Two six zero sixty three sixty eight. And joining us over here on the green phone again, two twice in a row. Clyde, welcome. Hey Tom. Hi there. I got a question. Ask me. Hey, um, you know, cooking with a frying pan. Let's talk about frying yeah. pans. You want yeah. to? Sure. So why not? When? So, cast iron versus stainless steel versus mm-hmm. Teflon coated. Yeah, I know you, you hate Teflon coated. Okay, I got that. Well, let when me you, let me wait. You, let let me but let, before we just walk away from it. I think there is one kind of cookery that really screams out for uh, any of those uh, nonstick surfaces, and that's when you're cooking eggs. And yeah, when okay. you're cooking eggs, okay. uh, the nonstick is the way to go. It just gets the job done much more efficiently, and you don't have any burned areas and, and runny areas at the same time. So uh, that's right. that's the way to go. Okay. All right. Pick up where you left so, off. But when do you choose between a stainless steel frying pan uh-huh. and a cast, cast iron? I mean, what, I mean, how do you, when do you, what do you use the most? Uh, I, you know what? We use everything about equally. I was just thinking about that the other day when I was washing the dishes. No, uh, yeah. here is uh, here's the story. It's all about how quickly the heat can be installed into a piece of uh, of uh, kitchenware, cookware. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, some of them take a long time, and cast iron is one of them. It takes a long time to heat up completely. But right. when you turn the fire off or you remove it from the burner, it also takes a long time to cool off. Now, you have to manipulate with that. Depends on what you're trying to cook. If you use an aluminum skillet, what you find is that it heats up very quickly, but as soon as you take it off the burner, it is not room temperature, but it comes down very quickly. Now, that might come in handy for you, uh, whereas uh, the cast iron might not. Uh, I'm. Uh, I think of cast iron as something you would co- uh, cook a steak in. You would sear it on one side, turn it over. Really? Se- oh yeah. See, I I thought <clears throat> stainless steel would be better for searing 
Uh, well, stainless steel is another story entirely. It's basically the same thing that cast iron is made out of. It's iron. But uh, right. okay. but it's much thinner, as you know. In a cast iron skillet, you can bat somebody over the head and kill them with it, but I don't think you could do that. <laughs> uh, no, okay. Because well, so I, I speared a steak last night, and I couldn't choose between cast iron or steel, and I'm going... The only time I've ever watched anybody on YouTube sear a steak was using either aluminum or steel. I've never seen anybody use cast iron, but I'll try it. Yeah, it it comes out pretty good, but you have to be ready to take the steak off of the off of the burner uh, when you detect that it is finished, and then yeah, stay away from it because you now here's the way I do it. I, I, I steaks for me are a two step process. The first time right. you get going in there, you have it. In a cast iron is fine. Ca- uh, the uh, <clears throat> the uh, stainless steel would also be good, but the 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 cast iron what ha- it has the benefit of keeping that hot heat going uh, even after you take it off the stove. And what you want to do with the steak is sear it on the top and the bottom, and then you take it out of the skillet and yeah, put it right. into and put it into a different skillet and go into the oven to finish cooking at about 325 350 and then yeah, you'll I get took it off. I, I took it out and put it on a plate you could do that it was, heat, it was heated it was a heated plate uh-huh so I, you know but anyway yeah i've never done cast iron and yeah I it's I call uh, you today and say and say hey what do you think i mean i don't well there you go a it's, lot of people say you you sear that steak until it releases, don't even touch it until it releases from the bottom. Oh, that's okay? that is absolutely true. Yeah, that is true. That and is absolutely true. It 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 is very slow to cool off. It's also very slow to heat up. But that's what you want when you're trying to put a little crust on the outside of something, uh, like blackened blackened anything. You're talking about a black iron skillet, totally from front to fa- right. to back. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, well, that's what I, that kind of stuff. That I'll try it. And that, see that's a great question. Uh, that's when we, right. we used to talk about that all the time over here, and then I, I figured that everybody had it figured out by now. Well, and then we yeah. cooked some uh, cornbread, and we cooked it in the iron, you know. There you skillet, go. The iron skillet, and that it turned out great. That's so anyway. uh, they pretty much make that ingredient uh, batch, uh, so it would do that. Yeah. Yeah. All that's right. the way to go. Well, thank Thanks you. Good question. Nice hearing from you. Right. I bet you Bye. have a good question. Call me up and tell me what your question is. Or give me an answer. If you, you know, you can give me an answer before anybody knows the question. It, that's kind of fun, actually. So give me an answer. Why not? About what? About anything. And just call us. 260-6368. Hello there. Welcome back. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and it's fun to be here with you talking about eating we do that every day, so uh, you're always welcome to waste your time on <laughs> on uh, just talking to us about anything. You don't have to uh, put any thought into it at all, really, because it's, it's from the heart anyway. We're talking about enjoyment from the heart. Uh, over here on the blue phone is Steve. Steve, welcome. Man, your call screener is amazing. Isn't he, though? Yeah, he really is. I called up, and he asked my name, and I said Jennifer, and he knew right away it was me. <laughs> Well, I guess uh, he, he's, he's something, I tell you. I'm not sure what. 
Um, uh, I'll tell you what it is. He's been in radio a really long time, and that'll do it to just about anybody. So he's like real old? I wouldn't say he's real old. He's yeah. just, he, he, what'd you say? Marconi is his father, he just said. <laughs> you know, um, that guy Marconi must have been really great to uh, to meet. I, I, you know what I'd like to do with Marconi, if he were still alive? I would uh, I would take him out for some spaghetti and meatballs. There you go. Get it? There you go. Get it, uh, Marconi? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's one, uh, one letter away from being macaroni. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, clever, not Not... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say they were going to be brilliant. Everything I say is brilliant. I don't say oh, we, that. We, we're not counting on that. No, I, yeah, I guess uh, not. Yeah. Okay, uh, Mandeville <laughs> Bakery makes very good hand pies. Oh, that's good to know. What size are they compared uh, with a uh, Hubig's pie? They're substantially bigger, but, I mean, they're yeah. probably six inches by two inches, maybe three inches, and, you know, inch thick. Yeah. So I mean, they're but they are outstanding. The problem is, I think they only make them on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, and if you don't get there by about one or two, they ain't got no more. Mm. Uh, that's a great old style bakery. It really is. Uh, for those really who are going in there looking for French pastries and all of that, you know, croquettes, you know, all that stuff. Right. Right. Uh, wrong no. place. But if if what you're interested in is donuts, king cakes. Uh, uh, their apple uh, <clears throat> fritter is fantastic. Yeah. Their, but anyway, uh, fry pan. For those before you get over, just let yeah. me finish this off. Uh, it's on Florida Street, which is the main east-west drag through Mandeville, the old part of Mandeville, and it is. Um, it's one block away from Coffee Street. I, I remember that, but you, you'll see it. There's a gigantic uh, cow. The, the, in, the, in the same parking the, lot. In the same parking lot. I mean, literally, and it's a, a big um, uh, 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 rendering of a cow. That's what I was trying to say. Big yeah, statue. Big old yeah. cow there. Or is it a and bull? That's at Sire's Meat Market <clears throat> yeah. right there. Great place um, to go. Okay, but the uh, frying pans, I, my wife laughs at me because I bought... My wife laughs at me, too. Yeah, well... My wife laughs at me about a lot of things. Um, <laughs> well, what else but, is new on that okay. one? The, uh, I bought the red copper <laughs> skillets yeah. off the TV. Yeah. I yeah. really like them. Oh, yeah? What's so good about them? Uh, I have no just, idea, but I'm just asking. They're just, uh, I mean, they're, they're a lot easier to take care of than the Teflon. You don't have to worry about scratching them. Or, uh-huh. uh, then I... Saw the granite coated ones. I bought that. I like it better than the red copper. Yeah. Yeah. Granite. I really do. Huh? Granite. It's, it's, yeah, it's a regular aluminum skillet, and it's got you know the pulverized granite and coated <clears throat> with that on the inside. Hmm. It is amazing. Then I saw the diamond one, and I backed out. My wife said, "You're not gonna get that too." <laughs> but, but they've got the diamond coated ones now. But I, and I'm, mm. it's amazing. These I bought the the granite covered one, and it was nineteen ninety five. And for another four dollars, you got another one. You got two ten inch skillets, and I gave one to a buddy mm. of mine. And they're just uh, the 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 granite. I haven't done anything other than dump out what I cooked in it and wipe it out with a sponge. Mm. And I've been using it for six eight months. 
and that's so far my favorite. I uh, we we use an iron one for making cornbread, of course. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, where did you buy this? Off the TV. Oh, oh, that's right. You told me that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I'm very impressed with this granite skillet. I've hmm. still got my red copper one that, if I need a second skillet, but it's a ten inch and. I, I'm, I'm kind of surprised at how cheap they are, and you know, at, at well, it was like I said, I got a second one for four dollars, so it was like twelve dollars a piece for these, and I used the heck out of it. Well, that's good to know. I've never even heard of them before, but as you may have heard, I don't watch TV very much. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but if you, you know, the the red <laughs> copper is very good. I've got a larger pot; it's like a five quart pot made out mm-hmm. of the, the red copper coating, and it cleans real easy also, uh, but the we used to have a big old iron pot, and they're just too hard to take care of. That's you know? true. They're fantastic, yeah. but they're hard to to take care of, yeah. and I don't see that they're any better. And You know, the, those days are gone. Well, a lot of days are gone, like there was Absolutely. yesterday. Oh, how we enjoyed it, but it's gone now. And then the yeah, day before it, yesterday... You, have you seen the lineup for Jazz Fest yet? Uh, no, but I hear that it is uh, the Rolling Stones <laughs> Un- are coming. It's unbelievable. Way Isn't more it? than just the Rolling Stones. It is going to be a yeah. spectacular year at the Jazz the, Fest. The Beatles? No. No. Only only half of them can show up. Yeah. So. Um, All right. Talk well, to you later. Well, my pleasure. See ya. We go from Steve to Steven. Busy day today. Hello. Hello there. Welcome. Hello. The um, um, Win Dixie and I think Robears carry a product called J and J Pies, which yeah. are very much like the Hubic Pies. They're made in upstate New York, hmm. but they're really good. And they're I think they sell them like on sale for two for a dollar. Really? So they're That's in the almost price free. Range. Yeah, and uh, I mean, and they have. Four or five different flavors, huh? And uh, and they're really pretty. They're as close to Hubic pies as I've found anybody. It's called J and J. They come in a little box yeah. instead of a paper, a little paper. wax paper yeah. bag. Yeah. Uh-huh. But they've had to come from New York State, so you know probably yeah. they handle better in a in a box rather than the. Wax I wonder if paper. they were. I wonder if they came down frozen. That would. I don't, uh, know. I don't know what. Uh, they're already cooked. Well, you they're can still freeze cooked. them after that. Yeah, you can freeze them. And, yeah. you know, and they're such a piece sometimes. So I think normally they're about almost a dollar, but then yeah. they sell them. When Dixie and Robert will put them on, a, you know, on the middle aisle as you go into the cash registers, and they're 50 cents a piece. Really? That, that would have been very inexpensive yeah. even by Hubig standards, which I remember yeah. last time I saw... One with a price that was eight eighty nine ninety five. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, yeah. no, it was uh, eighty five. Just a plain eighty five. Yeah, and uh, tasted the same, but we haven't seen that in a while. In a while, and I wonder if, you know, yeah. uh, it's it's interesting to me that there's so much interest in this, and everybody's different. But I never could warm up to those things. I, I used to work in a grocery store where we sold the daylights out of them every single day, and they would be delivered straight from the the the, the place where they made them, 
and they would drop them off. They would put them in the freezer, in fact, outside. Mm-hmm. And we would pick it up in the morning. It wouldn't have enough time to freeze. It would just, you yeah. know. And we, uh, uh, I, I figured, okay, this is coming straight out of the bakery. It ought to be as good as it can get. But even at that point, I had just never thought they were all that great. Yeah, but, and let me tell you, uh, I had a friend that owned a house directly across the street from Pubic Paws, and he had a swimming yeah. pool. And he used to invite a lot of us over. But when that factory was, when they were making, that place stunk terrible. I mean, I yeah. don't know why it was well, all dealing with sweets, so why it wouldn't smell sweet like a bakery would. Well, you know what's, when you have a lot of oil going yeah. on, that's that usually explains that, and there's nothing much you could do about that. I mean, yeah. uh, restaurants that have a lot of seafood in them, fried seafood, uh, I wouldn't want to live next door to one of those either. Or a barbecue. Yeah. Or a barbecue, yeah. Although barbecue, I think I'd like a little better. Although the yeah. best of all is to have a, a, a bakery of bread. Bread yeah. is the most wonderful aroma. While it's baking, it's the most wonderful aroma. And you and Mary are uh, great people, too. We fooled you as well, huh? Hmm. <laughs> that's another one. All right. I mean, I thought that's why you you, you had have a weight problem or a fat one in the past. You like to eat bread. What? Wait, you you're you're fuzzing out on me here. I thought that was the reason you had a little bit of a weight problem is because you like to eat bread. Oh, that's that is true, and she uh, believes that as well. She never touches bread anymore. And, yeah. and I can't help but touch them. I love a good bread. It's hard, to, it's hard yeah. to stop eating them, but it's probably a good thing to stop eating. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thanks for everything. Okay. It's the Food okay. Show. Bye. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and it's fun to be here every day talking about eating and drinking and such. Uh, boy, busy show today, just for a Tuesday or any other day for that matter. We'll be back with more of it in a moment. Hello there. Welcome back. It's The Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and it's great to be with you talking about food and restaurants and stuff. We have had a busy uh, first part of the program. It's very surprising and very good. Always nice hearing from more people the merrier. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and you know what's going on lately? Um, just as I move around and you know go to restaurants and go to supermarkets and Go to the place that changes your oil and all those places. I'm always uh, lately run, uh, I run into people who decide they know uh, that we do this program every day, and I get to talking with them. And it's been a lot of fun. We've uh, had a lot of new listeners as a result of that. There was one lady who uh, came over to the table uh, where I was sitting at uh, Porter and Luke last week. And uh, she wanted to know about the cruise that we are doing to uh, Alaska this coming June. And I got to talking with her, and I I have a pretty good feeling that she and her husband are going to be on that cruise. We have a a fair number of people already. If you'd like to join us, here's the the way these go down. The the Eat Club uh, is very loose, and it's open to everybody. And what, what I do is... We have a, a table, probably more than one, and uh, you're invited to join me at that table every night. I'm going to be at that table every night, and uh, we get to shoot the breeze with one another, and, 
And if you don't, you know, like that dining room, I don't imagine how you could not like the dining room. It's, this is one of the most beautiful uh, ships in the world. It's uh, the Queen Elizabeth, no less. So uh, you uh, you get a table there, and if this night you decide, uh, you know, in other parts of the same ship, they have uh, specialty restaurants like a steakhouse. They'll have a French restaurant. They'll have an Italian restaurant and a few more. And if you'd rather do that than in the main dining room, well, well go ahead. Or if you want to skip it all together and do the nighttime buffet or something, just, uh, you know, whatever you can do. Also, during the daytime, as we make our stops in all of the, the ports of call along the way, uh, I'm going to have a couple of things set up. They're always food-related. And if you'd care to join us for that, hey, you're part of the club. Come on in. If you'd, there's something else you want to do, go do it. We're wide open. That's been very lucky for us. We've had 29 cruises over the years, and it goes very well. This one is going to be uh, leaving town on the 10th of June, and it's a 10-night cruise, which is a little longer than most. But I'm telling you, once you're in the luxury of the Queen Elizabeth, you're going you're gonna to be ha- happier there. And uh, we're hitting a lot of uh, a lot of little uh, towns along the coast, and we wind up in is it it in Fairbanks? It's uh, Anchorage. That's where we end. Okay, uh, and uh, the uh, and then we go back. We start in um, in uh, uh, starts with a V. Uh, Vancouver, Vancouver. We start in Vancouver, and uh, we actually have a spare day then. <clears throat> and then on our way back, that's where we come back. And this is of note, even though you may not have heard anything that ha- gives a, an image of what um, uh, uh, that that town is, Vancouver. If you if you can't remember that from the first time in, you'll certainly know it by the second time because this is a town full of restaurants, especially Asian restaurants of every kind. It's really amazing. So uh, anyway, this is going to be a, a really terrific cruise, I have a feeling. We have done this twice before, uh, going to Alaska, I mean. And so we've, we've seen what's out there. There's, there's a lot of really interesting stuff. You will not find a place in the world that has better scenery. It's unbelievable. Maybe we might even see the uh, northern lights, although don't, you know, no, you don't think so? I, I did once. Uh, but the, the the problem is is that it it never <laughs> it never uh, really uh, gets dark uh, during these cruises. It's uh, at least to Alaska. Anyway, if you're interested in this, go to my website nomenu.com/slash/alaska. You know, all in lowercase. Nomenu.com/slash/alaska and all the information you want. If you just care to join us, it won't hurt you to just look at it. And maybe you might uh, might join us. My wife is going to be with me, which is right there. I mean, that's a, a rolling uh, comedy show there between her and me. So you, you never can tell. Uh, hope you can do it. Uh, Tom at nomenu.com is my email address if you have any questions. It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. You know, I'm sitting here. I'm th- sitting here uh, playing around with a couple of pencils. And you know how you eat uh, sushi with with chopsticks or or Chinese food for that matter, you uh, you sort of hold the two two chopsticks between your forefinger and the second finger, 
and then you, you sort of move the forefinger up and down, and then you can pick things up off the, uh, off the plate. And after you get a while, uh, you know, uh, some practice at this, you can even eat rice that way. But I was just sitting here thinking, and I had two, believe it or not, yeah, and I, I had two um, pencils in my hand, and I was kind of making the, the Chinese chopstick uh, movement with it. And I was thinking, you know, if I sat down here and I were to write uh, something on a piece of paper, but doing it in chopstick style, I wonder if the words would come out Chinese. I'm going to try that afterwards. I'm going to do it, you know, after we're not doing the show anymore because I don't want anybody to be disturbed or to be uh, incredulous to such a point that they won't be able to keep their composure together. So I, I'll let you know how it comes out. Our, it's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, 260-6368. I get in the new, in the, uh, in my mailbox, uh, seems like once a month it might even be more often than that. They send me, who's they? Well, I, I better tell you. Corporate Realty, uh, obviously it's a real estate bunch of people, local, and they have this this uh, interesting little piece of uh, information about, well, a whole bunch of stuff about real estate, but I, that's out of my league. And so uh, the, the main part of the card, though, uh, shows the food from a given restaurant around town, and it's something different every time, and they cover the entire range of cooking. They do Italian, they do uh, Asian restaurants, and just all kinds of stuff. The one that they just sent me, uh, Café des Gars. Café des Gars is a, a French restaurant over on uh, Esplanade Avenue that's really great. Been there a long time, too, and every time I go there, they get a little bit better than they were the time before. But they always, in these things that they send me in the mail... They have some recipes, and uh, here, for example, is tarte tatin. A tarte tatin is in in uh, France just what uh, an apple pie would be to us here in America. So here's the recipe. Let's see. Let's see if this rings a bell with you. Four tablespoons of butter. Uh, one cup of brown sugar. Three cups of apples, sliced up. Okay, you slice them first, and then you go for three cups. One rolled pate sucre, which is another way of putting it, uh, pastry dough. No, that's the same idea. One tablespoon of chopped bacon and one half a, a cup of caramelized onions. And what you do with all this to make the tarte tatin, let's see, where are the recipes here? Oh, don't tell me it's not here. Wait, that, that couldn't be right. Oh, here it is. Yeah. You preheat your oven to 450 degrees. You melt the butter in a 9-inch baking dish. And then you add the brown sugar and heat it up, stirring over medium-high heat for about three minutes until the bubbles are, are big and heavy. Uh, you let it cool slightly until the sugar starts uh, to set. And then you uh, cover it with one layer of the sliced apples. You add one layer of, of bacon, 
and they call for, let's see how much bacon here. Uh, I saw it here a minute ago. Another, well, that's probably true. Uh, is that what it says? Have, have you seen this? No? Okay. Um, so where is that? Well, anyway, the, uh, the bacon calls here for, uh, well, it ought to be here somewhere. Add one layer of bacon. Well, I guess that's just enough to cover it. Okay. Uh, add one layer of bacon and caramelized onions and another layer of sliced apples. So you have sliced apples at the bottom, some bacon on top of that, and then some more uh, caramelized onions. And you uh, you kind of squeeze the edges, uh, but you don't want it to, to seal the edges. You bake it for 15 to 20 minutes until the pastry is golden brown. Then you cool it for two minutes, and you invert the whole thing onto a serving plate. Now, the main difference between a tartatin and good old American apple pie, they're, they're basically the same. They're both ways of baking pie, uh, is that when you finish making a tartatin, the first thing you do is turn it upside down. <laughs> I don't know why, but I've never seen one that wasn't. And indeed, the recipe for this thing uh, ex explains that. I don't know where you can get these, or if even if you can, uh, if they'll let you use it for something. But anyway, uh, they send them to me every every month or so, and these are always good, really interesting recipes. I thought that one would be a good one. They also have recipes here for boudin noir and pinot noir uh, bordelais. And uh, what they want you to do is to sear some uh, some boudins, and you make a sauce out of pinot noir, red red wine. Interesting. 2606368. 2606368. Call me. Let's talk about where you've been eating lately and find out where you'd like to go or anything like that. Today in 1990, Campbell's produced the 20 billionth can of tomato soup. I wonder what they're up to by now. Uh, that was its original product. That was the first thing they ever made. Campbell's. Uh, you know, did that. You hardly have to tell you what that is. Canned tomato soup is more useful as an additive than on its own, I think. I, when I want to make tomato soup, tomato bisque, I always do it with fresh tomatoes. In fact, that's what usually gets me to do it in the first place. Uh, when you add it to beef broth along with some crushed canned tomatoes, it makes a better soup than just eating the whole tomatoes alone. So anyway... That was something uh, today in 1990. There's a, uh, an interesting story about a radio guy who uh, was always accused of having the greatest voice in radio, and it was pretty darn good. The guy's name was Del Sharbot, and I would try to imitate him if I could get my voice down that low. He was, uh, it, was, it was like talking to somebody in an elevator shaft. Anyway... He was the announcer for a, a program, a radio program that was hosted or the or uh, was uh, the uh, what's the what's the word? The sponsor was uh, Campbell's and Del Sharbot stood out there one day and said, mm, mm, good. And everybody looked at one another and said, that's a great line. And they attached it to everything that Campbell Soup does, even to this day. That was back in the 30s and 40s that that happened. 
and they're still calling it mm-mm good. Well, who could blame them? Anybody eat uh, Campbell soup anymore? I bet you a lot of people do. I, I remember, you know, <clears throat> my mother, who you've heard me talk about before, my mother was really a good cook, really a terrific cook. And she made this wonderful uh, vegetable soup with, she used beef stock and miscellaneous uh, chunks of this and that in there, but also a lot of vegetables. And it was delicious. And every now and then, especially when the weather is like it is today, when it's cold outside, I like uh, taking some some brisket. That's the best thing to make it with. Or uh, oxtail. Oxtail makes great soups, too. And we get it going in the in the in the pan there for a while, and uh, and then she would put it out there, and we all loved it. But I guess it was on the days when she was too busy, because uh, she worked pretty hard. She would just give us Campbell's vegetable soup. As a matter of fact, she'd usually give us Campbell's vegetarian vegetable soup, which might make you think, well, shouldn't vegetable soup be vegetarian by definition? Well. The, one might think that, but it wasn't. Uh, they made their vegetable soup with uh, not just was it beef, but it was made with tripe back in the old days. I don't think it is anymore. But that was how the first time I tasted tripe, you know, this was a, a kind of a, a bold step for me. Okay, let's see what this tastes like. So I ate some, some, uh, some tripe, some beef tripe. And the first thing that hit me was, this tastes like my mother's vegetable soup, the canned stuff. And indeed, that's, uh, that's where that came from. Well, to some degree, anyway. Uh, I wonder if, uh, if they have that original formula around anywhere. If I had a choice between just plain old vegetable soup or, heaven help us, vegetarian vegetable soup, I think I'd go for the one that had the tripe in it. That had a uniquely delicious taste. Uh, it was mm-mm good. What do you think, Del? Del Charbet. No, I can't possibly do him. <laughs> Forget about it. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and it's great to be here with you talking about eating. And if you have anything to talk about, uh, just go ahead and call us. Please never get the idea in your mind that uh, what you have to say is not maybe good enough to go on a radio show. Forget it. Call us. We're, you're, believe me, you will be more than welcomed, and it would be great to have you on our program. So would you? 260 we're uh, about a minute and a half away from the news from CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. And uh, then we'll be back with more of the food show. So stay tuned. Plenty of that coming down. Another whole hour of it. And uh, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, yeah, I, wanna, I want you to tell me where I should go tonight. And uh, here's what I'm aiming for. I want to go to a restaurant that I either have not been to at all or one that I have not been to in a long time. And my wife is always on top of me, uh, not literally, but to, to get me to find those restaurants and go to those so I can have uh, more to write about. Fair enough. She keeps me straight. Uh, and we'll see. So you got any ideas about that? Uh, where should I eat later today? Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.